Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to the Believe in Man City podcast. Uh, it's so good to finally get this underway after we've had some major Wi-Fi issues that have held me and my co-host back a couple of times we've tried to do the launch episode. Well, Tom isn't here today, unfortunately, but I'm absolutely thrilled to welcome Simon Mullock, Chief Football Writer for the Sunday Mirror. Morning, Simon. How are we? Morning, Viam. I'm good. Are you? Yeah, yeah. Um, not too bad. I've got a coffee with me, early morning podcasting. Uh, <laughs> right, Simon, get us underway with by briefly uh, giving us thoughts on what you've made of City's transfer business this summer in terms of incomings and outgoings. There's Erling Haaland's coming through the door, Julian Alvarez, Gabriel Jesus looks set to be announced as an Arsenal player anytime as soon as later today. Uh, there's an agreement with Calvin Phillips from Leeds. Um, there's also interest in Mark Kukurea uh, from Brighton. Were you expecting these wholesale changes for City this summer? I, I thought that there would be a, a few ins and outs um, because that's natural, especially at, um, at a top club like City where you know it's a, a continually evolving process. Um, and you know it's good even for a top club, even for a club that, that won the, the title again last year, four time in fifth season seasons. It's always good to refresh the squad. Um, and obviously, um, with Fernandinho um, finally leaving the club after nine fantastic years of service, they were always going to be in the market for a central midfield player. Um, you know, they've been looking at Calvin Phillips for, for quite a while. Um, and obviously, they pressed the button on it this summer now that Fernandinho stood down. So, that was, that was one obvious one. And I suppose the other obvious one was they needed a striker. Um, obviously, they got Alvarez in um, in January or yeah. got the agreement in place in January. Uh, but they were always going to need a real kind of stellar name to replace Sergio Aguero. Tried for Harry Kane last summer and it couldn't get it over the line. Um, but they've acted, you know, really decisively this this time. Got Haaland lined up, obviously, over the, the last few months of the season um, and did the deal. And um, I think everybody, whether you're a City fan or not, you, is excited to see how he fits into Pep's system, how he evolves as a player, whether he can score the the goals with the same regularity that he did at Dortmund, which if he does would make City quite, um, quite a daunting prospect, even more daunting than usual <laughs> for a team that scored yeah. 99 goals in the Premier League last season. You know, they, they, how do you improve on that? Well, Pep has brought, you know, a proven international world-class striker into the squad. And, um, you know, I can't wait for the season to start. I really can't. Yeah, um, can I. <laughs> you know, I've been, I've been sort of, I've been a journalist for, for 30 odd years now. And, and you know, you kind of get, sometimes get a little bit blasé um, about these things. But, you know, in terms of being able to watch City uh, and seeing what City do and see how Pep, lines his team up next season because don't forget Alvarez is in as well I can't wait I just think it could be uh, could be so interesting and so exciting yeah yeah obviously Erling Haaland's possibly the biggest <clears throat> signing the club has ever made uh, it's a statement signing and it shows where City when you have all the big clubs in the world targeting the player and he decides to come to Manchester City 
and he's he's got that smile on his face. He wants to be playing for City. He likes the color of the stadium. He supported City as a child as well. So you know the club are doing something very, very right. And the amount of goals this guy can score for City is just going to be incredible. And I can't wait for the season to begin either. Uh, right, let's finally jump into Raheem Sterling, uh, because that's what this episode's about. Um, you first broke the story for the Mirror on, I think it was the 18th of June, that Chelsea will step up their pursuit of Sterling after sending Romelu Lukaku back on loan to Inter. Now that's happened, uh, Lukaku is back home for the second summer running. <laughs> What's the latest on Chelsea and Raheem Sterling in terms of a potential deal? And where has this interest come from at Stamford Bridge? Well, I think I think Thomas Tuchel is another manager who saw that the one thing Chelsea struggled with last season was attacking threat. Um, certainly, putting the ball in the back of the net. Um, Romelu Lukaku was brought in last summer to address that issue, and for whatever reasons, uh, my own personal opinion is that Lukaku's style of play just didn't suit the the way that Chelsea play. Um, for whatever reasons, that didn't that didn't work out. So there's obviously been a change. Now I, I'm not sure that that Lukaku was the kind of signing that Thomas Tuchel would have wanted if um, if he'd have had the final say on transfers at Chelsea. Um, so uh, I, I think this time with a new change of ownership, uh, I think he's got more of a more of a, an influence on the type of players that he can bring into his squad. And I think Raheem Sterling um, fit, fits that profile. Um, I, I think the, the kind of first piece of business was to get um, Lukaku uh, back to Inter Milan. Do a deal with them that was suitable for both clubs and the player. So obviously he was on a huge wage at Chelsea. So that there was an issue about how much, um, you know, how much of a pay cut he would take to go back to Inter. Whether Chelsea would um, subsidise his wages. Um, and it was always going to be that they were then that they would then try and get players in through the door. Um, obviously, there's been other players that have left the club. You know, Christensen has gone, Rudiger has gone. So this, so this, yeah, there's you know there's quite a churn at Stamford Bridge in terms of player comings and goings. And I just think um, Raheem Sterling now, seven years after joining the club, is. Um, I think he's kind of, if he's not world-class, he's he, he's touching that kind of standard for me. I think he's had seven brilliant years at City. Um, towards the end of the season, um, the big games, the, the, Real, you know, the Real Madrid in the Champions League final, the Aston Villa game last day of the season, you know, he, he started both games, he started those games on the substitutes, Ben. So there was a kind of inkling that, um, you know, if Sterling wanted to depart, then this would be the summer. It certainly, in, in City's view, this would be the summer for him to leave with one year left on his contract. And I think it's just a perfect storm that um, that you know Chelsea would like to take him to back to London, which is where he grew up. Um, and I think he's highly tempted by that. Um, you know, I've spoken to Raheem Sterling a few times, both um, in terms of uh, his role at City and his, his role with England, which is very important to him, by the way. And um, he's he's made no secret that he's got an ambition to play abroad. Um, I said it was a perfect storm earlier, and I probably mean that in terms of City's perspective rather than Raheem's, because I think in normal circumstances there would be interest or stronger interest 
from clubs like Real Madrid and, and, and Barcelona. City sort of <clears> held that long-standing belief that if Sterling were to leave the club at some point, he'd probably want to go abroad because he's expressed that desire yeah. to play in Spain at some point in his career. But um, is it more a case of um, Chelsea are the only viable option for him? And of course, he wants to be playing Champions League football. He wants to be challenging for the Premier League if he does stay in England. In terms of clubs abroad, there's not much um, happening. So is it really a case of Chelsea are the only viable option for him if he wants to be playing at the top level? I'm sure there, there, there would be other clubs interested, but I'm not sure they would be interested at the kind of fee that City are going to ask for, you know, between 50 and 60 million pounds. Um, which, by the way, you know, I, I think is a good deal, would be a good deal for, for both the buyer and the seller. And I think that's why Chelsea, Chelsea are interested. They see Raheem Sterling at, you know, 55 million. If it is 55 million, they see that as, as good value in, in this current market. Um, I think their first kind of priority has been to try and um, get Rafinha in at the club, which looks as though that uh, is virtually sort of done and dusted. And I would expect in the next couple of weeks for them to um, to look at, at, at signing Raheem. You know, City go away um, on their tour of the United States in mid-July. So you would you would think that most of their ins and outs, most of their transfer business will will well they will hope that it is done by the time that they go to America. Um, so yeah, I think in terms of Raheem's options abroad, and let's not let's not forget by the way that there's there is still the option of him staying at City and running his contract down, and and having his yeah. I was just going to touch on that because um, there's not been much progress on uh, talks over a new contract because um, he's not had the assurances over regular game time that he would have liked from Erling Haaland and Julian Alvarez coming through as well. And as well as him entering the peak of his uh, career, he's to be playing week in, week out and he just sees Chelsea as an exciting option and he knows that this is the summer to go. Well, he, he was never he was never going to get assurances from Pep Guardiola that he would get more minutes on the pitch because you know Pep, Pep's kind of planning is is so detailed that you know he, he's probably not aware of of which players he's he's going to use until he sees them train, uh, he sees what kind of form they're in, he looks at the opposition. So yeah. I don't think he was ever going to get those assurances. I just wonder at whether um, Sterling's kind of situation in his contract situation was complicated. Not not so much by that fact. But by the the maybe worry is too strong a word, but the 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 fact that maybe City would be protecting their asset um, rather than you know be oh, be determined yeah. to 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 secure him for another three or four years on, on a new contract because obviously you know they spent what close to fifty million bringing him into Liverpool, bringing him in from Liverpool. He's been a a really key part of the yeah. squad particularly since Pep Guardiola took over five seasons ago. Um, you know, he really, really has kicked on as a player in terms of, you know, his, his movement, his, his, um, uh, his ability to link up play. You know, if you look at right, the Raheem Sterling now to the Raheem Sterling that um, played for City under Pellegrini, I think they're completely different players. And, I, I, you know, I, I, just, I just think the, the credit to that goes not just to Pep Guardiola, but for Raheem Sterling for having that kind of inner um, desire 
to improve himself as a as a player. You know, a lot of footballers think they, you know, I signed for Man City. Well, you know that that's it. I, I, I'm here. I've done it. I've made it. Um, not Raheem Sterling. He's he's kind of improved as he's, he's gone along. You know, we, he wasn't the most natural finisher. He's improved his finishing. Um, still, probably not not as 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 ruthless as the the real really top strikers in in world football. But everything else that he brings to his game makes him just such a such a um, an important player for for his team. And um, I, I just wonder whether. Um, in other circumstances, he may look at it and, and look at Real Madrid and look at Barcelona and think, well, in 12 months' time, I would be uh, a free agent. I will, he would then literally have his pick of clubs, both in the Premier League and and in uh, and on the continent. Um, and I just think it suits both parties. Yeah, City would City don't want that to happen. No, no, and and, that, and that's why City's kind of stance at, at this summer is you know it's either a new contract or. Um, we, we we try and move you on, and um, it, it, it's certainly pointing in the direction that that Raheem will be will be leaving the club, uh, and I would I would think Chelsea are the the overwhelming favourites to sign him now. Would you be a bit cautious heading into Chelsea today, knowing what happened with Lukaku last summer, and of course Lukaku didn't cover himself with glory with some of the things he's done on and off the pitch. Uh, is it a risk worth taking for Sterling himself as he enters what is probably the final big move of his career? I think it is. I think it's definitely a risk worth taking. I think you're absolutely right. I think he does need a new challenge. Um, and, you know, all credit to Raheem again for for recognising that. You know, he, he could have easily just kind of signed a new contract at City, picked up medals on a, on a regular basis for the rest of his career, um, but I think it, I don't think it's kind of assurances about about actual minutes on the pitch because City are going to play, you know, 50, 55, 60 games next season. So it, 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 it will play a role. There will be loads of time for him to play. What I think he's more concerned about is he, he, is he now one of the the first names on the team sheet, and um, that's important for that's important for for top players to know that that they're indispensable for the manager. Um, and um, you know he's, he's no. He, I don't think he he holds that kind of standing anymore for for Pep Guardiola. Uh, you know we spoke earlier about the games that that he, he played. I mean, to be fair, I was looking at it earlier. He did play against you know did play in the Liverpool game at home, which was a huge game in terms of the Premier League title. He played against the you know in the first leg against Atletico Madrid. Going back twelve months, there was a huge surprise um, in Porto when he was named in the in the Champions League final team against Chelsea. Um, so you know uh, he, he has kind of been given been given opportunities in big games, uh, and let's be fair, came he came off the bench against Aston Villa, and it, it was that it was that that old fashioned piece of wing play, which you know we've we've not seen off off Sterling that often because he tends to drift in off the off the left, but getting you know getting outside the full back and getting across to the far post, real kind of old fashioned wingers, you know moves that you know. Stopping the fullback and then beating him. So you know, yeah. But uh, to be fair, has that is that is that really on Sterling though? When he's often been asked to play as a false nine for the sort of first half of last season. Oh, I'm not. I'm not saying. Um, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not putting anything on Raheem. I just think that, that it, you know, for those for that last twenty minutes against Aston Villa, he was asked to play as a as a as a right winger, an old fashioned right winger, and and we saw a, the kind a, a kind of flashback really to to. Probably what Raheem 
Sterling used to do as a as a you know as a as a young kid. Um, so, um, like I say, I, I think I think sometimes there is a kind of natural parting of the ways, and um, I, I just think this summer um, is kind of the perfect time to for for Rain to leave, and it, it'll be great as well. You know, it'll go with the best wishes of the club. It'll go with the best best wishes of the fans. There'll be none of that kind of vitriol that we saw when he when he left Liverpool to to come to City. You know, he'll always be welcome back to the Etihad um, for, for for what he's given to the club. And um, I think Raheem Sterling's been good for City, and and City have been good for Raheem Sterling. Right, yeah, no, I completely agree. He's been a great servant to the club ever since he's come. He's not thrown in the towel anytime he's not been um, in the thick of proceedings. He's been a regular player for the best part of uh, seven years. I don't think he's been quite happy. He's not, I don't think he's uh, someone to kick up a fuss when he's not in the 11, but I think he has that bit of a reaction more so than others when he's been asked to be a bit patient. And I think Sterling's coming to a point in his career where he needs to be playing week in, week out because he's uh, entering the prime and he wants to be competing for trophy. He wants to be the main man. And I think it'll be a good move for him if Tuchel can surround him with other attackers who can sort of unlock his true potential because uh, Chelsea don't have a striker and they're targeting moves for uh, for Usman Dembele. There's uh, a whole host of names that have been linked with Chelsea, but I'm just be a bit wary if I was Sterling because uh, of how uncertain things are in attack at Chelsea at the minute. From um, Say's perspective, though, uh, do you think Pep would have liked to keep Sterling because he doesn't necessarily have that pace on the wing and that sort of ability and something that Sterling brings? Well, I think the fact that City wanted him to sign a new contract would would, would point that point you towards that that Guardiola didn't particularly want to leave, you know doesn't particularly want to lose him. He will give him more options. You know, let's be, let's let's look at Guardiola's record over the over the, over the time he's been at the Etihad. He attacks every single competition. So the more options that he's got available to him to to juggle and and, and change his team, then you know he'll be delighted with that. But I, I think Pep's kind of come to the conclusion. You know, he's, he's a realist. He'll know that if if he's not signing a new contract, then this is the time, ideally for for City to sell him. So uh, yeah, I, I, listen, I don't think he's being forced out of the club. Not I know that he's not being forced out of the club. Um, and that there is, you know, a, a, the chance of a contract is still there on the table um, if he decides to stay. But, um, you know, like I say, the, 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 it's kind of the perfect timing, really, for for both Sterling and both City. They don't want to lose him for free next next summer. And it gives Raheem an, an, a new challenge. And, and you mentioned it before, he's still only 27. He's still, he's, he's now in the peak year of his, years of his career. So whoever picks Raheem Sterling up for you know between fifty and sixty million pounds, he's, he's going to get a an absolute bargain. Yeah, uh, no, I completely agree with that. Um, from City's perspective, again, uh, is there a case of uh, using the Erling Haaland signing to help convince? Sterling to say that right, we've brought in a new striker. He's going to be scoring a bag full amount of goals. Why not stay and sign a new contract, and you can gain back your place in the lineup? Because obviously, I think we can all agree that uh, Sterling's best form for club and country has come when he's been playing with a natural finisher, whether that's Aguero, Harry Kane. Well, I think that that's a decision that's purely down to to Raheem rather than City trying to convince him. You know, we spoke earlier that. Pep Guardiola isn't the kind of player to give players guarantees about how many minutes 
they're, you know, or whether they're going to play in the big games. So, so Jack Grealish last season, everybody expecting expected him to play most weeks after City spent so much money on bringing him to the club. Um, he's taken Jack twelve months to to kind of settle in. He's obviously enjoying his, his time at the club. Um, I thought it was a great interview he gave on the last day of the season where he said he didn't realise how difficult it was going to be to actually kind of fit into that system of play and the kind of standards that are expected to, of you, not just on the pitch, but in in training sessions as well. I thought that was a, a really good interview for Jack to give. And it, it kind of, um, I, I think that kind of showed that he, he's ready for the fight. Um in terms of Haaland having an effect on on Raheem's position, I, I, I don't think he would he would that would have entered his head. Um, I just think he would have seen it that that you know maybe I'm not um, the the player that the go to player that I want to be anymore at City, and um, and therefore I've got to I've got to weigh up my options, uh, you know, for the future. Like I say, th- this is the most important contract of his of his career in a way. Because um, you know, twenty twenty seven going on twenty eight, these are these are his peak seasons. So um, yeah, I don't think the the arrival of Haaland would have had much of a, a bearing on that decision. Right. Uh, before we wrap this up, Simon, just tell us when are we expecting Sterling's club future to be sorted? Because there's been talk of an improved bid from Chelsea in the coming weeks. And are we expecting uh, any progress soon? Uh, well, like I say, City are going away to uh, America in, in mid July, um, and I think uh, you know at the same time Chelsea are, are, are over in America as well. Um, I think they've got they've got um, certainly got one game in Las Vegas, um, and I think they've got a couple of other friendlies over there as well. So you would um, you would think it would be in both clubs' clubs' interest to get the, the deal done sooner rather than later. Um, particularly on Chelsea's side of it, because it will give Thomas Tuchel valuable time to work with him on the training ground. You know, uh, the, the great thing from Chelsea's perspective is that he, having played under Pep Guardiola for five years, you know that that tactically Sterling will be, you know, such an asset to have because he can play in a number of positions. He can, um, he, he can basically do whatever job you ask him to do. Um, but I still think that you know the key for Chelsea, given that there's been so much churn at the club in terms of players coming and going, that uh, Tuchel will need as much time as possible to work with his squad on the training ground. So you would think, I, I would say, probably the next ten days, ten days to fourteen days, uh, 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 we w- we will see this this deal happen. Right, uh, perfect. Yeah, I'm really bored. I mean, as much as I hate Sterling uh, going and as much as I've loved him during his time at City, I'm quite excited to see what he does uh, at Chelsea and whether he can help uh, bridge that gap to Liverpool and Manchester City. Right, Simon, thank you for jumping on. It's been a pleasure to have you on. Wrap this episode up here. Last thing I go before... Make sure you subscribe to the Believe in Man City podcast. We're going to be uploading at least a couple of times for the rest of the transfer window and into the new season. So stay tuned. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.